So, I have like completely left y'all hanging from, I guess my last podcast I recorded was in December. Um, probably like the start of December. So, there has been so much that's happened and now I'm at a place and a time in my life where I can actually, you know, record these podcasts again, keep you updated on, on my life if you don't follow me on Facebook. Uh, we do a lot of social media stuff, so we have a large following on Facebook. And, you know, of course, I update there like daily. So I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably follow us on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. So, um, but one cool thing I'm trying to get back into creating like seasons for this podcast because I've had so many people reach out to me and message me and say, um, you know, Hey, I love your podcast. Like, when are you going to do another episode? Or I've seen where y'all have tagged me in other people's posts asking for recommendations on podcast. And I just really appreciate that. Thank y'all. And it's because of y'all you've encouraged me to do this season too. Um, cause I mean, I'll just be honest, like so much has happened. It's been really hard for, you know, it's, it's a lot to process, much less like talk about, right? Like, um, you know, I'm a mom of two amazing kids that battle a really big battle. And so like, there's a lot of times I literally can't even like express how I'm feeling or talk about it or even give inspiration to other people because I'm, I'm battling some stuff myself, right? Like we all go there. Like we all go through things where Sometimes we just have to, like, process it to be able to even, like, you know, understand how we're feeling. So, I've been in that situation. And just to be honest, like, that we've been, you know, I'm just now in a point where I can share um, a lot of stuff because we have been so busy and so hands-on with our kids. So, let me just back up and explain, like, kind of what we've been doing Um, I know on season one, I told y'all, you know, you were with me when I, I told them, I told everybody we've raised over a million dollars. So that was really cool. Um, and then I've told y'all, you know, we were planning on coming out to California and we are here and we've been here for, um, six months now. Uh, Well, tomorrow will be six months. And, you know, we have been opened up to a new world of, transplants for our kids and you know now we've raised over 1.3 million dollars and it's sent out here to Stanford and we are actively working on a cure we are um, we actually sent $150,000 in January to add specifically a doctor full-time in the lab um, specifically working on um, some things in the lab for their rare disease so a big big things have been happening but you know, 2019, we've, I've said before, like, this is the year that we're taking care of our kids' transplants, right? Like, um, with their, I'm not going to go a whole lot into their disease because if, if you follow us, you probably already know, but what comes along with it, it's just like this disease just expresses itself in so many different ways. And one of the biggest is like a really low immune system. And then another one is kidney failure. Like, and both of my kids have super low immune systems and, uh, my son's already in kidney failure and my daughter, she's headed that way. Um, you know, she's, we're actively watch, watching her kidneys right now. And so the first thing, you know, that they've, this is all like unmarked territory, right? Because there's only ever been maybe 50 cases ever documented in the world of this disease. And I have the first siblings in the United States, right? So 
it's a lot of unmarked territory. It's a lot of things that, you know, doctors, they're not familiar with. And, you know, that's what the lab is working on, uh, research is working on, is to understand more of this disease so we know how to treat these children, right? And so we've recently figured out two years ago that if you could have a stem cell transplant before a kidney transplant, like that's the biggest thing um, as we try to manage the symptoms, right, of this disease until we find a cure. And so the biggest thing is giving them a new immune system to be able to get that kidney transplant, to be able to fight, to be able to um, fight off infections because the number one um the number one cause of death in SIOD kids is in reincurring effect infections. Like it's not being able, not having the immune system to fight this off. So this is why we came out here is for something that's new to the world. I mean, it's new language. You used to know, you used to know it as a bone marrow transplant. Now it's called a stem cell transplant, pretty much the same thing. Um, so I donated stem cells to my son and you know, we were an 80% match. There's a doctor here. Um, her name is Dr. Alice. She's from Italy and she is phenomenal in this type of transplant. She is the expert and it's just a God thing that she was here. Um, she took this job here from Italy, learned English in 2016 to be able to take the job in 2017, move here. She's the only one familiar. She's the only one ever done another SIOD patient in Italy. Um, only one that's ever done this type of transplant and we were fortunate enough that she's here and she took Cruz on and she had the confidence in herself and the team in Stanford um, that she could do this on him and so we came out here January the 5th um, Cruz his transplant was February the 5th um, and so I donated my stem cells to him and I'll just be honest like I shared everyday um, updates you know, counting down the days leading up to transplant and then the days after transplant, like I literally shared everything. And when you look back at those posts, like even if you go to our website, cruisingforacurefoundation.com and read the blogs, like we have our blog post up, you can go back and see what happened each day because there's a lot of things like we knew the stem cell was in depth and they even told us, they said kidney transplant will be a breeze compared to stem cell. And I was like, no way. Like, what do you mean? You know, like there's no way that stem cell can be more invasive and more in depth than kidney, but it is. I cannot even tell you how invasive and how every single day it was just like so much fear wrapped around it, right? Because this is ultimately what happened. I donated my stem cells to Cruz and, but you know, Five days prior to his transplant on the 5th, he was receiving chemo. Chemo was literally killing and destroying and going in and killing off every T-cell, every cell that he has, and ultimately bringing him down to death. So when they put my stem cells in, they would have a place to go in his bone marrow and harvest and create him a new immune system. But the leading up to that point was so scary. I remember on the the first day of chemo there's this chemo drug called rat g and it destroys t-cells it gets rid of all of his stuff because they had to get rid of all of his so it wouldn't fight off mine right and so i remember day one first dose of chemo 
uh, like we were sitting in there and all of a sudden we thought he was asleep and then he went unresponsive. They had to call rapid. They had to call the team in. It was so scary. Um, come to find out it didn't have so much to do with the chemo, but like the sedation medicine mixed with the chemo. And like, you're talking about so much science here that they were having to send his labs every day to the, to doctors in the Netherlands, uh, to figure out the dosage of chemo to get because he's on dialysis and they didn't know how many, how how much of the chemo was being dialyzed out. They didn't want to give too much. They didn't want to give not enough. Like you're talking about some serious, serious, serious calculations, right? Like, but then after that first day, he did great. Um, he didn't really get sick with chemo like we thought he would. Um, but he handled this stem cell transplant like a champ and the doctors are phenomenal but the hardest part of it all was like, and this is why like I'm a little delayed doing a podcast is because, you know, we're still dealing with it right now, but there was a lot of mental health stuff we were dealing with, with crews. Like the chemo changes your personality a lot and being confined in a room. And when I'm talking about a hospital room, like I'm talking about a room that's like, doesn't really have a pretty view. All you see is concrete when you look out the window and it's just super duper small and the stem cell rooms they're in a lockdown unit right like you dress out before you go in like mask gloves gowns the whole nine yards you wash your hands for two minutes you have to put booties on your shoes like this is to enter the room so for 56 days Cruz, my son did not come out of that room and it's because literally he had no immune system. Anything that could have got in his system could have killed him at that at any moment. And you talk about, you literally have to give everything over to God because there is nothing you can do as a parent to protect him. There is absolutely nothing you can do to keep every single germ out. You can do the best you can. You have to literally hand him over to God, pray for him, lift him up every it seems like every minute of the day because you're so worried. And every time he would spike a fever, a lot of times it was to do with chemo and engraftment, but every time he spiked a fever, you think the worst, right? Like you think, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like it's so much on you and it's so much on him. And his, we watched his personality change. Um, you know, sweet little Cruz. Like if you're if you're listening, you probably already know him. If you don't, like go to my Facebook and get to know Cruz and Paisley because they have like the coolest personalities. But Cruz has like this so he's so sweet, you know, and like he's just he never says anything ugly or mean or bad, and he's just always got this sweet little voice. But like when he was going through all this, you know, there was so many times where he would just act out and yell and you know a funny story that's funny now wasn't funny at the time but like he would be like you know get away from my bed don't touch me go sit over there and so I would go sit on the couch and then he would be like what are you gonna do just sit there on the couch and then I'll get back up and walk over to the bed you know like it was so tough on him and even still right now we see more of his personality coming back and um and how we knew that is because every day before we left for home, like 
each day he'd wake up and he'd be a new animal, right? Like he would act like a sloth or a dinosaur or something. And so when we came out here, that kind of went away, you know, and it just kind of went away and we kind of watched him go into like this depression and it was really tough to get him out of it. He didn't want to play, watch his iPad, do a Game Boy, nothing. Like he didn't care anything about the child life nurses. He didn't care anything about therapy. Like he didn't want to do anything. And so it was just a couple of weeks ago, uh, he started acting like a chicken again. And so me and Kyle were like high-fiving, you know, like, yes, this personality is back, you know? And so that was really cool. That's how we knew we're slowly getting Cruz back. And so it's, it's been a tough, a tough time and it's been a tough time on me and Kyle. I mean, I'll be honest, like, there's been so many times we've been so sad and so mad and so ready to go home and, you know, we recently sold our house in Alabama and, uh, that was pretty tough. Like it was pretty tough because, you know, the money we raised through our foundation, that literally helps our family nothing. Um, that every cent raised through Cruise and for Cure goes to SIOD research. We can't use it for medical bills. We can't use it for travel expenses, nothing. And so, financially, you know, me and Kyle, we worked very hard to provide for our family. Um, and we knew we were coming out here. So we had a little bit saved up, but like the only option when we figured out that we were going to be here, not three months, not six months, but more like a year or longer. The only option we knew was to sell our house and sell everything we own. I mean, you know, we could have had fundraisers for our family, but like we want every cent to go to research. And so, it was pretty tough. Like on me and Kyle, we sold our house and then, you know, we're away from the people and the, the place of comfort and the, um, the normal that we know. And me and Kyle are workers. Like we enjoy working. So it's been really tough to kind of just see it. And, you know, still with Cruz post transplant and Paisley pre stem cell transplant, like, you know, his immune system's still a baby. He engrafted well, he has my immune system now, um, but the way they explained it is like, it's like he's like a newborn baby. You know, these cells have to mature to be able to fight off stuff, so he's still at a super high risk to get any kind of bacterial, fungal, viral infections, and so we've, you know, for the past three months after his transplant, we've just stayed in this room at Ronald McDonald House, and it is tough, y'all. It's really tough. Um, it's just, it's hard to explain uh, until you live here, but like you, little things that you do during the day, like I was just, I remember at home, like I would just go wash clothes, right? Like I would go to the kitchen and get a snack. Uh, we can't have food in our room here. It's super small room. Um, just little things that you used to take advantage of and take for granted when life was normal. Um and you're trying to figure out a new normal here. Like, it's a it's a tough process. Um, but, you know, and it's so many times, I'm, you know, I only thing I keep reminding myself is, like, you were chosen. You're not punished. Like, your kids are not punished. You and Kyle are not punished. You were chosen for this. For whatever reason, God chose you and you you obviously were strong enough 
you know, to take it. My mother-in-law told me before, she said, you know, I was, you know, kind of questioning, like, why, God? Like, why, why something else? And she said, you know, only the strong endure. You ha- you shouldn't have been so strong. And we just kind of laughed about it. But, like, it's true, you know. He knew that we could do this. And he knew we could we could do it. And we're in the middle of a storm right now. I mean, it is a full-blown storm. And you just got to keep your eyes to the sky, like, one day, this will only be a memory, right? Like, one day, um, this will only be something we'll look back on, and hopefully Cruz and Paisley will have very vivid, or not very vivid memories of this, you know? Um, but you just have to follow in faith, and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, especially during the weight game, because that's where we are right now. Cruz is post-transplant. They're talking about starting Paisley's stem cell transplant soon, which she's seen so much that it is so hard on her, I know. Um, but she's she's tough. Like, she's, she's my little firecracker. But And then we're talking about kidney transplants for both of them. You know, and the weight game is so hard because that's when it tests your faith the most. Like, when you're waiting on something, that's when your faith is like, okay, you know, here we are. And you just want to go home, but you can't. And your children, these transplants can't just be done in any hospital. Stanford is the only one trained in this particular type of stem cell transplant. And the only type they can have is done here. And so the weight game is tough. But you just got to, you know, I keep reminding myself, like, I can't imagine the blessings that God's going to give because you were faithful. Because you and Cruz and Paisley and Kyle have done you know, what he has planned for you. We came out here on faith. We're going to stay on faith. Um, We're going to leave on faith. Um, But that's where we are right now is we are in a waiting period. And sometimes the waiting period is so tough. It's so hard. Um, You know, I think about all the other times in life, like waiting to come out here was so hard because You literally spend all your day watching your phone, waiting for the doctor to call, waiting for an update. And, you know, I just have to sit here and think, like, we're blessed to be here. As much as we want it to be a different outcome, we're so blessed to be here and be in with the doctors. And so, in sometimes in life... (laughs) You literally have no answers. You literally have, you don't even know what the next hour is going to hold. You don't know what the next day is going to hold. You just have to find joy in where you're at. And that's what I've had to do. You know, sometimes just looking out the window and seeing the sunshine will brighten your day. Because in that hospital room, when sometimes all you see is concrete, you just... Is that one ounce of sunshine or that one thing that you can cling to that will help you through your day. And that's sometimes the things that you have to do. Um, But just knowing that it's always going to get better. And I can't imagine the testimony that Cruz and Paisley are going to be able to tell um, when they have these transplants. So that's where we are right now. Our foundation is flourishing. Um, Our monthly donors, I can't thank you enough. Um, In our life, we're just blessed. We're blessed with the people. And it's because of y'all. 
that keep us going and keep us uplifted. And even on the hard days, you're there to encourage us, you know? And everything truly happens for a reason and a purpose in life. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that every couple minutes during the day. But (laughs) it's true. And it's either to help you and help you grow or it's to help someone else grow and you know you you have value to offer to the world and sometimes you just have to believe in yourself enough and do it and you know we're believing in Cruz and Paisley and we're believing that there is a purpose for us being here and there is and we will see that at some point and so I just wanted to share where you are where we are here of starting a season two so hopefully each week I will have a new episode I will update you where we are some things that I have learned along the way and some trials that we are facing so I hope you'll have an amazing it's Monday you know today I don't know when you're gonna listen to this but if you could screenshot this podcast um put it in your stories on Instagram tag me Uh, Put it on Facebook. Anything you can do just to help share our story. um, I would great, great, greatly, greatly appreciate it. I hope y'all have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Bye.